Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of a second photography podcast. Sometimes you come across something and you think, that's really good, I want to get it. And I had that a few years ago, in fact I have that quite a lot. And sometimes I get things and sometimes I don't. So Kickstarter seems to have made this new sort of business model where, yeah, we're a company, we want to try things, but we're going to get it funded through Kickstarter rather than raising the capital elsewhere. It's almost like you're funding someone's R&D budget. And you see some interesting things on Kickstarter. This product I'm going to talk about, I don't think it started on Kickstarter. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it and I thought that's good, but I thought it's quite expensive. A while later I saw it and it was a lot cheaper and I thought that's worth a punt. It's actually called the Nova camera, made by a company called Nova photos and what it is it's the width and length of a credit card it's slightly thicker but not massively thicker and it's an led light that is to be used with smartphones so when i got this i was using the iphone 4s and i saw this on ebay and it was 20 quid and i thought yeah i'm prepared to take the punt and gamble on 20 pounds for this so i ordered it and it came of course you needed to download the app so the idea is it's got LEDs in and when you want to take a image on your smartphone at night time or the lighting's not very good, you're indoors, you whip out this LED, you hold it up, it acts like a flash essentially and it improves your photography. But what couldn't go wrong with that? That sounds great, doesn't it? 20 quid, drastically improves your smartphone photography. It's small enough, you could put it in your wallet, you could put it in your pocket, you could actually stick it on the back of your iPhone. It charges off micro USB and it works over Bluetooth. The app is free as well. Seems really good, doesn't it? But it's a complete failure and why is it a complete failure let's find out so i had an iphone 4s i dropped it several times first time i replaced the screen myself that was a complete nightmare but i fixed it and it worked i then accidentally dropped it a week later i got someone else to fix it they were dreadful they gave it back to me and i could actually see inside the phone so i said i'm not paying for this sort it out and they sort of did it was working and then I broke it again and I got someone else to fix it and they couldn't fix it. So in the end, I think I had to send it away, my iPhone 4S. So I sent it away to be fixed and the company I sent it away to did a great job. Really good. They just seem to be this warehouse that fixed iPhones. I'll try and put a link in the description because I was really impressed with their service. So I will sort of give them a shout. And then later I upgraded and got the iPhone 5C. By this point, I'd forgotten about the Nova camera. Later still, someone gave me an iPhone 6S, which was great because that had a better camera. That shot in 4K and did other things. So I thought, oh, I'll get the Nova cam app for it. Can't get it. The app isn't actually in the app store anymore. You, I think the website is still up, but you can't get the app. So from that point of view, it's a complete failure. From other points of view, the app wasn't as good as the native camera app. The native camera app in iPhones is really good. It's all automated, but it does produce nice photos. It is easy to use. It is quick and responsive. The Nova app wasn't quick and responsive. It did take pictures. It took a while to review them. It wasn't brilliant. There are other apps like Moments that are better, in my opinion, than the native camera app because they allow you to do more things. They increase the functionality. This app was worse. So what would happen is you would turn your Bluetooth on. You didn't have to do any pairing. It would sort of find the light imagine this you're taking a picture in low light or in the dark you're looking through your smartphone screen you can't see anything so you press a button the led lights up and that illuminates the subject and then you can take your picture you can acquire autofocus you can take your picture and then it really illuminates it gives out a lot more light for a short duration we're not talking like a flashlight like a speed light or a strobe that gives under a second of duration it was about about a second of duration and then it took the picture 
immediately you're introducing a lot more light. You can hold your smartphone in one hand and the, and the LED light in the other. I even found a way to sort of put it on a light stand just using a um, one of those tripod adapters for a smartphone. So you could do quite a lot with it. It was wireless. You could even put it in a softbox or through an umbrella if you really wanted to. But for me, the big Achilles heel of the whole system was when you looked at those pictures, what had changed was the ISO and the aperture. And really, when you're taking pictures of people or things at night, you want the shutter speed to change. You want the shutter speed to get faster so that you can capture motion and you don't get blurry images. So this is great for going to a party. This is great for going out and taking pictures of people in low light. However, what changed was the aperture. The aperture changed to control the exposure rather than the shutter speed changing. And I could tell that because if I took a picture with the system and without the system, I could tell the depth of field had changed. The ISO seemed to change. You didn't get such grainy images. But the whole point of it to me was that the shutter speed would change and the shutter speed didn't change. What was good about the device was you could change the color temperature. You could make it warm or cool. You could test it and you did that via the app. What wasn't good though, was there's no way to turn it on. It doesn't have a button. You can't turn it on physically. Turn your Bluetooth on, you load the app and it doesn't turn on the device. I wanted to get the app on my 6S because I know my 6S has much, much better Bluetooth than my 5C. My 5C does have better Bluetooth than the 4S which I gave to someone else, I couldn't get the app. I couldn't even see if better Bluetooth would be able to solve that problem. So to turn it on, I need to plug in a micro USB cable to it and sort of plug it into a USB charger just for a moment, just to turn it on, then it's on. I also found that it crashed a lot. It just got stuck when I used the iPhone 4S. Again, that might have been because the Bluetooth wasn't very good. So it had a reset button, so I was constantly resetting it. Because I was constantly resetting it, I gave up on it. When I got the iPhone 5C, yes, it worked better, but then I found I had the problem of I had to turn it on via an incredibly difficult route. Even if I charged it and kept it charged and kept it topped up, there was still no way to turn it on when you wanted it. Imagine you're going out, you've just got your smartphone and you brought along this little LED. You also need to bring along a tiny little smartphone charger so that you can turn this thing on. And suddenly the convenience it gave you is negated by having to bring three items with you or two additional items to your phone. You're always going to have your phone on you. Bringing one additional item is neither here nor there. Now you've got to bring two. Now you've got another step to activate this it now isn't as good as it used to be. The idea of smartphone photography is you've always got it with you, it's spontaneous. You take it out, you unlock it, you load the app, you take your picture. Now you're having to take it out, load a different app, turn on your Bluetooth, plug in the LED into a little charger, wait for it to sync. Oh, now I can take my spontaneous photo. It's not gonna happen. And when it does happen, it did improve photographs through my smartphones, but sadly it's not worth it. So. It was such a good idea, and at the time, I don't think there was anything else that did it. I know now you can get a Godox smartphone trigger for flashes, but this was really good. Other alternatives are you could just bring an LED with you, like an Amaran ALM9 or a Sakani one, and that will give probably the same level of output. They're not quite as compact, they're not quite as small, and certainly... I would never think about sticking one of those on the back of my smartphone. I would think about getting one of those detachable bits of Velcro that I could put one side on the back of my smartphone and one side on the back of this LED and I could put a pretty good device together. But no, I don't think with even small LED panels you can do that. So it was a brilliant idea, but it just didn't work. And 
why didn't it work? The app wasn't very good. The communication between the two wasn't very good and it didn't have a dedicated button. I'm holding it now, it looks very sleek. One side is white and one side is black. The only input you've got is a port to charge it and a little reset button on the back. But really it could have done with some way to turn it on, even just a little switch on the side. Didn't have to adjust power, just need to be able to turn it on. You can change the power in the app and it sort of does it automatically anyway. But it could be a very good modeling light. It could have worked for video. The downside really was you had to use it through this app. So even if you had a power switch on the side and you just wanted to add a little bit of light, it didn't need to be this automated synchronized thing where it produced a tremendous amount of light in a short period of time. You could just use it as a normal LED and just held it up and use the native camera app. I don't know why they didn't do that. And probably I'm guessing the, the company doesn't trade anymore. The website's up. When I got it, I got it through eBay. I didn't buy it through like a main retailer. So it was probably on the way out when I bought it. But I took the risk. I've got a few decent shots with it, but it's not something I'll be using very often. But it did illustrate to me how such a good idea can really fail because of the way it's executed or decisions can be made that really mean things don't stack up and in the end it's not worth bothering with. Have you had any products like that? I'd be really interested to know. Don't forget I've got a new website, 160spp.com. You can find my episodes there and other things to do with the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, check out the conversation on Twitter, and don't forget, it'd be really useful if you could leave a review on iTunes. Thank you. Goodbye.